Okay, let's get to the word tonight. Um, I wanted to share a little bit about, um, if you want topics and titles, I love to give it a title. And it's prepared, prepared. I don't know about you, but being prepared is very important. If you're not prepared, you can have some rude shocks in your life. <laughs> Amen. Importance of being prepared cannot be understated. The more prepared you are, the more chance you have of success. The more prepared you are, the more chance you have of success. And that can be from the big important things to the very small, supposedly less important things. You know, if you're prepared for things, um, there'll be less scrambling, there'll be less surprises, there'll be less shocks in your life, and you'll have more time. You, if you're prepared, you'll have more time to act on things and to think about things. When you're prepared, it gives you confidence. You know, if you've got a, a, a task to do at work or if you've got a, a test at school or something, um, and you're prepared, it gives you a little bit more confidence than for those who say, oh my God, I haven't done anything, I haven't prepared, and they are freaking out um, before the event or before the test. So being prepared will actually help reduce stress in our lives. And um, being prepared also is about time management, <laughs> interestingly. And the more prepared we are, the less mistakes we are liable to make. You know, if you come to class and the teacher's told you to read the chapter or something, and you've read it, then you're pretty confident about it. You might know the answer that they're going to question you on. Whereas if you haven't read, you, ha you don't know anything about it, you're not prepared, then you're going to sit there going, um, uh, uh, and freaking out. Have you ever felt like that because you weren't prepared? Yeah. I have at times. And you won't waste time. If you're prepared, then you've done the homework, you've done what you need to do, and you're not going to waste your time or other people's time because you're ready to go. And we need to be prepared in everyday life. There's many things we need to prepare. You need to prepare breakfast before you go to work, before you go to school. You need to prepare the kids' lunch. You need to prepare your your book bag with all your stuff or your computer and you've got to take your, you know, your thumb drive and you've got to take your phone and you've got to have it charged and you've got to be prepared for the day. There's all kinds of things that we need to do to be prepared and if we're not prepared, it can be pretty stressful. If you forget to charge your phone the night before, that can be stressful, yeah? These are just normal everyday things, talking about different types of being prepared. Being prepared for a job or a workplace, when you go for an interview and you are prepared and you've done research on the background of the company and you know a little bit about them, then you're going to have the edge. You're going to have the advantage over others in the workplace. That's called job readiness. You know, if you've upskilled and you are ready for the job, then others may not be and you will have the advantage. You know, we need to get ready for other things in life. You know, you might have to prepare yourself for surgery. You might have to prepare yourself for a different stage of your life. You might be, trans I was talking to a friend yesterday, she's transitioning from full-time work 
into semi-retirement and part-time work. You know, she's got to prepare herself for that. And she is in the midst of that. She's gone and got a financial advisor and doing all kinds of things to prepare for her future. And we have to think about these things, not be anxious about it, but if you prepare, then you're ahead of the game, basically. You know, you have to prepare for things as simple as like going on a trip. You're going fishing, you're going camping. You've got to take your tent. What if you get there and you forgot the tent? You've got nowhere to sleep, <laughs> you know? You've got no bait to go fishing with. All these little things. We are preparing all the time. And the more prepared you are, the less stress you'll have in your life. You know, even in the big picture, governments prepare for disasters. You know, they had backup finances and backup plans and all kinds of stuff because they are trying to be prepared. And the Bible is full of things about being prepared. I found this really interesting um, quote. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Yeah? Who's seen that one before? It's kind of a classic one. Benjamin Franklin. And this was a guy who was really into um, preparing. He was a real thinker. He was an inventor. You know, he, he's... Go and do a study on him. He's a pretty interesting guy. He was a famous inventor. He was one of the crafters of the um, US Constitution and the signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was involved in these um, high-end things in uh, the government and in preparing America um, futuristically. Um, for, for certain social advantages and, and setting them up for being the great nation that they are today, okay? He discovered electricity, he founded the police and fire organisations. Um, anyone who wears glasses, if you're wearing bifocals, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, he was famous for flying the kite. You see pictures of him flying the kite and the lightning striking the kite and from that he created or invented um, lightning rods to put on buildings so that they would be prevented from being struck and you know all kinds of interesting things. So he was somebody who thought about not just preparing for himself but preparing society to be safer. So preparing is very important. And for us, bringing it down, not on these high levels, but bring it down to an everyday level, we need to be prepared. And I'm telling you, if you prepare in prayer, if you're someone who's prayed up and you hear from God, then you will be someone who's prepared for those little opportunities, whereas others will miss them. And uh, I don't want to toot my own trumpet, but I like to be prepared. And one way, one way that I prepared as I always carry a little bit extra cash with me, okay? And the other day there was, I was here at the building and a lady came and said they had a meeting here and it was a missions thing. And I was leaving the building and I talked to her briefly and as I, and I walked out and I got to my car, the Lord spoke to me and said, give her, and he gave me a certain amount, take it back and give it to her. So I, I took the money from my purse and I went back to her and I said, will you be at that missions meeting tonight? Because it was a fundraiser. I said, will you be there tonight? And she said, yes, I will. I said, well, here's the first offering 
for that missions thing. Now, if I hadn't been the kind of person who's prepared with a little bit extra cash, then I would not have been able to obey God and I would not have been able to be a blessing. You know, there's been times when I have been prepared at a um, supermarket. In fact, it happened the other day. Somebody was a little bit short and they couldn't afford what they wanted to buy. And so she just said, oh, don't worry about those. So she left about four items and just pushed them aside. And I said to the checkout guy, I said, Did, could she not afford those? She went to walk off and I paid for them and gave them to her. And she was like, oh, thank you so much, you know? And just over, overwhelmed. It wasn't a huge amount. It was under 20 bucks. To her, it was a lot. And from the items, I thought, she's probably been looking forward to those things and was walking away disappointed. But suddenly, bam, everything changed because I was prepared. And you can do the same thing, you know? Be prepared to be a blessing. So I want to get into um, a few scriptures here. You know, God's always prepared. <laughs> God is always prepared. And he's always prepared things for his people. You know, as a nation, uh, he prepared Israel. And he said this to them, Behold, I send an angel before you. They, did, they were scared to go where they were going. And he said, look, I'll go with you. I'll go before you. I'll send an angel before you to keep you in the way and bring you into the place which I have prepared. See, God prepares something and then he brings us into that place. You know, sometimes we think everything's like, whoa, it just happened spontaneously. But no, God has a wonderful plan for us and a lot of the times we don't even know what it is. But he says, I've already prepared it. And when they said, we don't know where we're going, we don't know how it's going to happen, and we're scared, he's saying, it's okay. It's okay, I'm going to send protection, and I've already prepared a place for you. God has prepared things for all of us that we're not aware of right now, but where it is, he's already there. He's already there, and he's going to take us there, and he's going to protect us on the way, and it's going to be okay. So if you're thinking right now, my, my future looks a bit, I don't know, and I'm a bit scared, guess what? God has already prepared a good future for you. He's gone before you and he will take you. He'll send angels if he has to, to help you. So this was for a whole nation, a whole nation. But then he does it on an individual level as well. And, you know, King David understood that. In the famous uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. David understood about shepherds and sheep, okay? And he understood about bears and lions and enemies. And he said this, you, talking about God, he said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. So David is basically saying, Enemies may be all around me, but God's setting a tone. It doesn't say you'll fight off my enemies. He will. But he's saying you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So all the enemies are surrounding him, and yet God is saying, come on, David. Come on, Nola. Come on, Sam. 
sit down and eat like eat. <laughs> Enjoy. Don't worry about all those enemies that are trying to come against you and surround you. You can sit down and eat. And then he said, you anoint my head with oil. In other words, you favour me. You're pointing at me and saying, this is my son. This is my kid. Don't touch. I've anointed him. And then he says, my cup runs over. He said, I am so blessed. I am so, so blessed. Because of the things that the Lord has prepared. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You make that for me. You make these things ready for me. Because you care about me. You anoint my head with oil. That favour is there. That anointing is there. That protection. That seal of God. When you pour oil on something, it seals it. The seal of God is on his life. And then he says, my cup runs over. I don't just have enough. Wow, it's overflowing. The goodness of God in his life because of what God has prepared for him even in the presence of his enemies he's protected wherever he is he's provided for wherever he is so there's the nation level and there's the individual level what God has prepared for his people and there's another beautiful um, verse in Psalm 31 it says how great is your goodness we just sang about the goodness of God. How great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. So again, this is basically God publicizing his goodness towards his children. You know, sometimes you might feel that God can't even see you God doesn't even know about you. God doesn't even remember you. Does he know who I am? Hey, have you forgotten me? That's how we feel sometimes. But this is saying, how great is his goodness? He's prepared all these wonderful things for those who trust in him. Okay? Just because you don't feel like you've got any faith, doesn't mean you don't trust God. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes our faith is up and down. But it doesn't mean we don't trust him. And it says what he's prepared, he makes public in the presence of the sons of men. That means publicly. We may not feel that the goodness of God is upon us. But God somehow reflects that to others around about us. And people feel there's something different about us. They sometimes say, there's something different about you. They don't know what it is, but it's the goodness of God. It's the favour of God because he's prepared these things for us because we trust him. So these are the things that we know about that he's prepared. Then there's other things that we don't know about. There's other things that we don't know about that God has for us. In 2 Corinthians, it says this, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And you go, what? Nobody's seen it. No one's heard it. It's not even entered into our heart. We, we haven't even thought about it. 
the things that God has prepared? Well, how can we know? How can we know? And then there's the answer. The next verse says this, By God, God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Those things that God has for us that we don't know about yet, they're there. <laughs> so if you want to know what they are, the Holy Spirit will reveal them to us because he's the one who searches the deep things of God. There's deep things that we are longing for. Every one of us has deep longings on the inside for things. And God will reveal them to us because he searches all those things, the deep things. And the Holy Spirit will reveal them to us. Those things that God has prepared for you are different from the things that God has prepared for me. He treats us individually. There's deep things in you that you are believing God for. There's deep things in me that I'm believing God for. Some may be the same, but some may be different. And what they are will be revealed by the Holy Spirit. That's why we've got to spend time with God. Spend time listening. Don't just pray. Listen. You know, when you go and have coffee with someone, if it's just a one-way conversation, it's a bit boring. <laughs> he wants to talk, listen, talk, listen, communicate, two-way street, two-way street. He will reveal those things to us. What else does the Word of God say? In Ephesians it says this, We are God's workmanship. We are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There are some things that God has prepared and planned for us, but it's up to us to actually fulfill those things. There are many people who will not fulfill the call of God. But he has prepared beforehand things that we should walk in, good works that we should do. There's plenty of things that others won't do that God will come and tap on our shoulder and we will do those things that others have neglected or refused to do. Yeah? God has prepared beforehand the good works that he wants us to do. There is a plan for all of us. We're not under control. We're not robots. We all have a choice. But he has prepared some amazing, wonderful, awesome things for us, some good works for us. The good works in general is just walking with the Lord on a daily basis. But then there's those super wonderful, awesome things when you may pray for someone and they're miraculously healed. When you pray for someone that you think they'd never get saved, and guess what? They do. These amazing things God has prepared already, it's up to us to fulfill it. You know, one of the most amazing things that God did was to prepare Jesus. 
to prepare a way of salvation because he knew, he knew what was going to happen from the beginning. He knew that Adam and Eve were going to fall. He knew that we were going to need a saviour for mankind. He knew all those things. And he prepared way ahead of time. A lot of people say, well, why didn't he just, from the beginning, just make everything perfect? Because then we would have had no free will. We would, have had, we would have been like robots. We would have had no free will, no choice. If you love someone, you give them choice. He gave us the choice. In Hebrews 10, it says, Therefore, when Jesus, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. This is the son talking to the father. But a body you have prepared for me. The Father, God prepared a body, a physical body, for Jesus to come and dwell in. Why? Why did he prepare a physical body for Jesus to dwell in? So that he can experience everything that we experienced and yet still be without sin. That qualified him to be saviour. That's what qualified him to be our saviour, because he didn't sin. He was in this physical world, in this physical body, just like us, prepared by God to be our saviour, experiencing everything we're experiencing, and yet without sin, without sin. That's what the Father did. He prepared the saviour to give us a future, to give us a hope, to give us a way out through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then Jesus came, of course, and then he said, I'm going away to his disciples. I've shared this before. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. God prepared Jesus to be our saviour. And then Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you, to take you into eternity. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. Rescue mission. That where I am, there you may be also. He didn't just come to earth to save us. He said, now I'm going back. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to come and get you take you with me take you with me you can be where I am how awesome is that how awesome is that he's going to prepare right now he's preparing that place for us he's coming back for us he's going to rescue us out of this crooked and perverse generation hallelujah everything's going to be awesome so what do we do? How do we prepare ourselves to walk in the ways of God? How do we prepare ourselves to follow the Lord? We prepare our heart. In other words, we just make a decision. And at this time, it says Ezra. Now, Ezra was one of the priests, one of the religious leaders of Israel at the time, and they were in captivity, and they were coming back to the land of Israel. And they had forgotten God. They'd strayed away. They'd wandered. But it says, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, to seek the word of God, and to do it. To seek the will of God and to do it. 
and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. He made a decision in his heart. He said, I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm going to seek God. I want to know his will. I'm going to do it. I'm going to teach others to do it. Because that's what the blessing is. He'd seen them in captivity. He'd seen the curses that had come from disobedience. And he wanted to bring the people back. And he said, I'm going to prepare my heart to seek the Lord. And he did, of course, and brought them back on track. So that's what you do. You make a decision in your heart. I'm going to follow the Lord. Prepare your heart to seek him. Not just every now and then, but seek him on a daily basis. Seek him in the morning, seek him at night. Seek him when you need him. Seek him when you don't. Just seek the Lord. What else can we do? Talks about the heart again. In 1 Peter chapter 3, it says, Sanctify or set apart the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defence to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. What does that mean? Set God apart in your heart. God is number one in my heart. Sanctify, set apart God in your heart. And always be ready or be prepared to give a defence. In other words, answer. When people say, why have you got so much faith? Why do you go to church? Why do you believe Jesus? You know, what's he done for you? Be ready. Be ready. Why do you have hope? Do you really believe in heaven? Do you really believe in God? Actually, yeah, I do. Be prepared to answer. Be prepared to answer. And you may not be able to quote the Bible's verses or anything, but you can say, you know what? I know God's real. Let me tell you what he's done for me. And when you begin to tell them your story, People love stories. People love stories. Tell them your testimony. Tell them your story. Tell them someone else's story if you don't have one. <laughs> okay. But be ready to give an answer why you have hope. Because we live in a pretty hopeless world. I don't know about you, but if you watch the news lately, oh my goodness, it's awful. People bashing each other up. Yesterday, some 91-year-old man got beaten up by a 70-year-old man, you know, because he drove in front of him or something. Horrible, horrible things happening. You read about domestic violence like it's a pandemic now. That's what they're saying. Domestic violence is a pandemic. It's, it's awful what's going on. There's so much violence and so little hope and so little kindness these days that we need to give an answer why we have hope and what we believe, okay? Be prepared, be prepared. And the last verse that I wanna share is we need to be aware of the times that we live in. Be aware of the times that we live in. This is what Jesus said. Watch therefore, you don't know what hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. In other words, be aware, be watchful. 
Therefore you also be ready. In other words, be prepared. Be ready. Be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Jesus is coming. He's prepared to come back. He's preparing a place for us. We don't know exactly when he's coming back, but he's coming. So we need to be prepared. Do what the Lord has called us to do. Hear from the Lord and obey him. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to tell you, hear from God and obey him. Hear from God and obey him. Do what you need to do in your workplace. Do what you need to do in your studies. Plan out your, your life, okay? But walk with God. Talk with God. Hear from God. Manage your life. Manage your time. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself physically to live long, to live healthy. Prepare yourself mentally to be strong. Prepare yourself spiritually to stand when others come against you and when others fall. Pray. Read the word. Come to the house of the Lord. Walk with the Lord. Walk with the Lord. And you will be prepared for whatever comes your way and mine. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your awesome word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you are prepared. Nothing takes you by surprise. Help us to be prepared to the best of our ability so that we're not overwhelmed, that we are not overcome, that we are not scrambling, that we're not wasting our time or other people's time. Help us to be prepared so that we have the best chance of success, that we have less stress and more confidence. Help us to prepare ourselves spiritually so that every other area of our life falls into place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, have an awesome week, everyone. Say hi to someone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>